Welcome to So What Sustainability, a podcast series by Apricot Consulting. I'm your host, James McHugh, one of our leaders in the corporate social impact team. In this series, we explore leading trends and provide practical advice about environmental, social and governance issues and opportunities facing businesses and society. Over the last decade, the private sector has played an increasingly important role in creating social and environmental impacts. One of the ways many organisations have discovered they can do this is through their supply chain, their relationship with suppliers, working conditions, environmental impacts of waste management and materials are examples. Procurement, the purchasing of goods and services for your business, is another. Purchasing from enterprises that create additional societal value above and beyond the goods and services, such as purchasing from social enterprises and Aboriginal business, create economic and additional societal value. So today I'm joined by Chris Galloway, the CEO of Muru Mitiga. Chris was appointed as CEO of Muru Mitiga in February 2020. He has a background in management and environmental consulting. So welcome, Chris, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on. Um, Chris, uh, you started pre-COVID a month before leading Muru Mitigar. Tell me a little bit about who Muru Mitigar is and, and what you guys do. Yeah, so Muru Mitigar was established in the early 90s. We're an Aboriginal, Darig Aboriginal social enterprise based out of Western Sydney, and we were set up by the Penrith Lakes Development Corporation to make a to create a better understanding of Aboriginal culture in the wider community, create new jobs, develop workplace skills and training, and increase sustained employment opportunities for Indigenous Australians, mostly around the Western Sydney area. Um, our company is led by Arnie Ros Fogg, Arnie Cheryl Goh, and Rob Ewan. Um, and they're our, they're on my, they're on the board, and they put me on to take Miru in a new direction. Um, Miru is broken down into three main divisions community, culture, and country. And the community division is where we really do have direct impact on support services into the community, and we provide no-interest loans, financial counselling. Now, financial counselling is not, you know, talking about money, a little bit about that, but it's mostly about helping people manage their manage their finances. So we're negotiating with people who have large debts, say credit card, large phone bills, and we help them manage that system. And we also provide EPA vouchers, which helps people with the cost of living changes. So it helps pay for their energy and gas utility bills. Then we also have our cultural division headed up by Uncle Wayne Cornish. And that's really been mothballed for the last two years. So, And yeah, it's just started up again. Um, And that's where we provide cultural education, cultural immersion training to corporates, Department of Education, schools, so forth. But where I'm really focused on and the company's focused on is in our country division. And that's where we, mostly me, but me and the managers go out and we try win work. Um, So we work with government agencies, government departments, large corporations, and we go and win the work and then we go and employ qualified tradespeople and employ apprentices. So we employ tradespeople, qualified tradespeople with lots of experience and employ young people, normally young, sometimes adult, um, people from Western Sydney region, put them through a trade. And we're, we currently are focusing on the landscaping space, so putting people through the parks and gardens to be good three and the arboriculture 
um, so arborist trees, putting them through the Certificate 3 in arboriculture. We have 10 trainee arborists. We currently have six trainee uh, apprentice landscapers, and we have two conservation trainees, people doing conservation ecosystem management. Yeah, And we offer these services to, you know, mostly around the West Sydney region, but we do work all across the state. Yeah, fantastic, Chris. And uh, one of the main, I suppose, topics that you and I have often discussed is, uh, you know, one of the priorities that you, you've told me about with Mira Mitiga being that you exist to help employees develop those workplace skills um, that lead to sustainable employment opportunities. Um, what do you mean by sustained employment and, and why is that important? At Miru, our job does not finish when the employee chooses to leave Miru. We want them to be, we want to make our team ready for whatever comes next for them in their career. So having them get qualifications is a very important thing because those trade certificates are, are valuable in every future employment, but it's also having the systems and processes in place that are, well, I'd say, overkill for an organisation of our size, um, just so when they do leave Miru and they do join one of the larger landscaping one of the larger arboriculture businesses they succeed there if they go if if, if an employee leaves Miru and goes and joins um another organization and they fail there we haven't done our job properly our our purpose is to make sure that they work work ready for every opportunity that comes forward and um yeah so that's really important to us yeah certainly and, and well i know that one of the things that you do uh above and beyond just helping them to get job ready is providing that um, sort of holistic support, I suppose, to those staff. Why is that important and um, and how do you do that? Yeah, so this is where Uncle Wayne Cornish comes into into, into his essence. He, um, we, we provide mentoring and support. So we when we're recruiting in for the qualified tradespeople, we're not only looking for qualifications, like most organisations, we're looking for a good cultural fit and we're looking for people who have really shown, have evidence or have a passion for what we're trying to achieve. So by hiring the right people in and then also having that support services with people who have been in this situation that some of the people we're hiring in, the, the, the younger ones the higher, we're brought in, who have been there and have developed and have grown and know where they, you know, what some of the challenges would be for these ones and having them be sort of stewardship and mentoring the young guys through. And that's where Uncle Wayne comes in because he's, he's a very proud and passionate about what we're trying to achieve here and bought into our purpose. And he's really, yeah, he meets with each individual on a uh, almost a fortnightly basis. It depends on each individual, what support they need. And we, um, yeah, we're constantly touching base, making sure everyone's happy making sure people are developing, making sure they're doing the TAFE homework. And yeah, we're, yeah, we, we have lots of touch points with our employees more than most organisations. One of the projects you've been working on is the M2 and the M5 roads upgrades with Transurban and Ventier up in New South Wales. Um, how have you found partnering with those large corporates? Um, your experiences, challenges? Yeah, well, it's been a, a great experience working with Sebastian at Transurban and Bridie and Melissa at Ventia and yourself at Apricot. Yeah, the understanding and support we've had received from uh, the, the team in getting this up and running has been phenomenal. Um, we've had a lot of false starts. We made some rookie errors. This is the first time Muru's ever done a, this sort of program or initiative. Uh, and Ventia and Transurban have been understanding, but I believe it's going really well right now. And um, 
the two people, we, the two guys we have there, Leroy and Anton, are really liking the team. They're really enjoying what they're doing, and they're all looking forward to get, you know, to attending TAFE and getting qualified and having a career in this space. Because, yeah, this what yeah, they didn't know what was possible, and Malesi and Ventia and the support from Transurban has really made a difference in these two guys' lives. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think providing that extra support with training as well and, as you said, the apprenticeships um, and some of the other programs that are there uh, to support those apprentices is has, has really helped, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah. And, yeah, the, 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 yeah the, the safety management systems and the exposure to different kinds of works and different different types of people different, you know, in the professional space and different communities has really opened their eyes of, Leroy and Anton, and yeah, the training opportunities are immense. They've, yeah, they're getting, they have a professional development program that's quite intuitive in Ventia. That then, yeah, it's been really good. I see. There's currently so much to learn about how business can partner with organisations like Muru uh, to play a meaningful role in creating that social value where have you seen organizations get it right and where do you think they sometimes stumble yeah um so the, the a good example is how how we've done we've worked with the work with um, transurban and ventia on the m2 and that was a collaborative approach that was way transurban was trying to make a difference into this community and they reached out to us and asked us how to develop it and we've and that was yeah. So it's 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 a collaborative approach rather than a here you go can you know, deliver this. It wasn't transactional. It was more of a partnership, and that's been a really meaningful way to do it. I've seen it fail in other in other situations, not in the partnership model, where they just said, "Well, we want to do this. Uh, what can you do?" And well, you don't have a scope. Yeah, they had they they had they were focused on the activity, not so much the outcome they were trying to achieve. And what we're doing with M2 and the event inventor and Transurban is outcome focused, which is great. Brilliant, brilliant. So outcome focused, and and I also heard you say in there uh, about allowing you and your organisation to have a real strong voice in what creating that social value looks like. Mm. Um, that's 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 been critical to the success of the partnership. You think it is? It is. It's mm-hmm. there because um, if it was just about um, imp- you know providing employment opportunities for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, we could have done that in a much different way. It was about how do we make a difference, and the difference mm-hmm. was to get them qualified in the trade, and you know having that built in, and you know working with us to identify who would get the greatest benefit, and also what trades are relevant, and rather than saying, well, you, we just want three people give us three people and they can go do that. Well, we are about making sure that they have a long-term career. And I think some statistics says we're going to have six careers in our lives. This is the first step for them. And, um, yeah, so being able to focus on the future outcome and be able to put them directly towards a trade is great. Yeah, great. And and would it be accurate then to say, uh, Chris, that companies maybe need to adjust the way that they think about and engage with working with uh, organisations like yourself, social benefit suppliers, social enterprises, to provide that holistic socioeconomic support for for your staff. Um, what are some practical things companies can do when they are partnering and procuring your services? Yeah, so 
It's a good, very good question. Um, the best would be, like all social enterprises, we're run on the smell of an oily rag, and having a partnership relationship with a corporate where they can build, help develop our internal capabilities and skill sets so we can deliver a quality product and having them understand and appreciate that you know, we have a thousand other things going on and that but working with us to find working with us to provide that outcome was really valuable brilliant brilliant well chris as always it's great to chat to you um a couple of things that i heard from our, our conversation today uh, firstly, you highlighted the importance of social enterprise to making a difference in the community. Uh, so I think the value above and beyond the uh, services that you provide to the community is something that needs to be highlighted and celebrated. Uh, second thing that I think you touched on quite well was that corporates uh, need to take a longer-term partnership approach to their relationship with social enterprises. So when they're partnering with your organisation, with with social enterprises, think about how we can develop these partnerships for a sustainable and scalable long-term partnership. And then the third thing I think you spoke there about was, you know, working alongside social enterprises to find solutions. Yeah, and in doing so, helping develop the capabilities of your organisation, but also that two-way learning where you spoke about being able to be a voice in what society or what social value is being created through the partnership so i think um you know terrific uh conversation and very informative so thank you uh for joining me today chris yeah thank you james yeah thank you no worries chris no worries and and to our listeners please be sure to check out muru's website for more information about all the services that Miru offers and the great work that uh, the organisation does. We'll put that in the show notes uh, for you as well. Uh, for more information about Apricot Consulting, please visit our website and subscribe to this podcast series. You can also follow me, James McHugh, on LinkedIn. So thanks for joining us on So What's Sustainability. <laughs>